So I want to welcome my boot campers and for you listening to this as a podcast, which which is my audience base is growing, which is really exciting. You can be in the audience as an invited guest if you want, because these podcasts, unlike most others, are recorded live. I enjoy that so much more because this is a live coaching show. Now, I have two pages of notes here from information and questions and challenges that have been sent to me in advance, largely from my boot campers, people who have paid money to be in my group sales boot camp and invited guests. So my first question is, if you're an invited guest, let me know. Perhaps this is your first time here in the audience. Let your fingers do the the, the talking and typing so I can welcome you here. And welcome to everyone else. My 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 awesome boot campers. Marina's here. Linda's here. Lori, uh, Trinita, Hans is in the house, and Nancy's here. All right. And and every, and you all confirmed that you got the reminders. Good. I really appreciate that. Hans, you as well, and Marina as well. Terrific. Now. Uh, we, we have a lot to cover today. We have a poll. I'm going to launch the poll momentarily. Uh, I, I'm going to kick off with a fabulous, um, should I say, issue? I don't know, Karen. Do you consider that an issue, Karen D? Opportunity eyes. We're going to talk about opportunity eyes. So munch on that. Let that marinate for a minute before we come back to that. We're going to talk about that. I'm also going to give you the top six ways to get in the door as a review because I just recorded that as part of my group juice, which is part of my podcast. So every on my channel, you'll find this, Group Sales Power Hour, and you'll find little shorts called group juice. But I, but. But Karen's question about having opportunity eyes begs me to review that with you. So we're going to do a quick review of that together. We've got a great challenge sent to me by Lisa F., an independent travel advisor with Frosh. She's been a bootcamp member for a long time. And she's got a great opportunity to do a group of 175 to 200 people. So we're going to take on some of her questions and issues that I I have a sneaking suspicion, friends, that that this information could help you too, and perhaps if you have experience in this area, you can you can share, you can give your best tips as well. And I'm going to ask you to start thinking about December 17th. Why would I ask you to think about December 17th? Because that is the last group sales power hour of 2020. And I want to make it, look, I want to make every hour uh, an hour to remember. So you feel good about being here with me, hanging out with me today in my office as I drink a delicious tea. It's chai tea, actually. Let me take a sip. One moment, please. Mm delicious. It is chilled. I make it in the morning and I drink it all day. I want to know what What do you want me to do on December 17th? I want to make it big. I want to make it extravagant. Do you want me to have all kinds of crazy guests? Do you want me to focus on a specific topic? Do you want me to deliver, uh, do something that I really I haven't done in a long time, just deliver an a, a true a training module on a particular subject. Uh, do you all want to give me a treat? And every one of you, one by one, turn on your microphone and share. Say something about uh, your uh, an achievement you had, a learning opportunity. Share something good that happened to you in 2020, because so many of us have experienced challenges, hardships, and sadness. So I want to make December 17th a positive show. And perhaps we could even talk about what your plans are for 2021. Did you take this year, 2020, as an opportunity to pivot, to rewrite your business plan, to do a reevaluation of your love circle? Are you doing the things in your love circle or not? Uh, I'm just going to skip ahead here because a part of and we're going to talk about this in detail. Uh, Lisa says here, 
this year has made me reevaluate my business and I'm not going to book things that don't bring me joy. Hear, hear, Lisa. Amen. Lisa, <laughs> how important is that to your business? Do you wake up in the morning, Monday mornings, and are you a TGIM business owner? Thank goodness it's Monday. I want you to be. I am, and those mornings where I don't want to get out of bed because I have a project ahead, I question why am I hesitating? So friends, if you have those days, those mornings, and you're like, this is uncomfortable, I feel icky working on this, or calling this client back, or booking this particular product, or doing groups, maybe you need to make some changes, or maybe it's the individual business that's got you down, not as excited, and you want to do more groups, I sure hope so, because beyond a shadow of a doubt, my friends when you become a group expert, truly, and you don't just say, oh, I do groups, but you really get it, you nail it, you understand it, you become the celebrity authority in the group arena, when you become the top 20% of the 100%, according to the Pareto principle, when you become part of that vital few of top or elite producers, then you will become what I like to call as obsolete proof. That's why I started Group Sales Bootcamp in 2015, because all my years in the travel industry, working on the supplier side, the consortia side, the agency side, that shy. Some people talk like this, and there's nothing wrong with it. I normally don't talk like this, but it just fell out of my mouth like that. Obsolete proof means you you have laid claim to you have targeted focused on a segment of travel business that is never going away now i know that's hard for you to hear and challenging for me to say during this pandemic but friends patience because on the other side of this pandemic group business will surge right here here did I, did, I, did I hear an amen out there? I think I did. There's no doubt people are going to want to be back together. More than ever, groups will be the way to go, and you'll be ahead of the game, each and every one of you on this call, if you want to be ahead of the game. I'm going to repeat a quote that I used in a recent keynote that is on the other side of this pandemic, your value as a travel advisor will either have appreciated or depreciated, appreciated or depreciated. And that's up to you. It's not up to the marketplace. It's not up to the brands and the suppliers. It's not up to your consortia. It's not up to your host, not up to your franchise. It's not up to your customers. It's up to you. All right, there we go. Uh, all right, if you haven't yet come in and said good morning and hello, please go ahead and type in because I, I just, I, I want you to stay connected and engaged. And I know uh, Nancy may be hard for you because you're you're listening uh, and it's hard to, oh, so you may not be watching too. Some of you are watching and listening. Hey, Ray's in the house, cool. There you go. I love it. See, this makes me feel like you're here with me in the office. All right, so I'm going to start off uh with this note that Sharon M. from Cruise Planners posted in our private Facebook group because it's encouraging news. Then we're going to go right into, uh, oh, I said I was going to do the poll. Thank you, ADHD, for taking me in a million directions, none of which I was supposed to go. So let me just read this from Sharon M. I'm going to release the poll, and then we're going to kick off with Karen D.'s uh, issue having opportunity eyes. So Sharon writes, I want to thank you for keeping me motivated to get better with my group business. I wanted to quit several times, but I have another group of 100 guests going to New York for an event. I have a poetry at sea and a birthday group to the Dominican Republic. 
I just wanted to say thank you and say I truly appreciate all that you do. Now, Sharon posted that in our private Facebook group, and I'm grateful for your beautiful, kind, gracious remarks. And I'm not reading it to, to, to share the praise that I received. I'm not, although, of course, it gives me great lift, makes me smile. If you can't see me, I hope you can hear my smile. I'm reading it to encourage you, if you're seeing or listening to me right now, I hope that you are inspired, you are elevated, you are motivated, that group business is alive and thriving. Yeah, may not have had many or any departures in 2020, let alone Q1 of 2021. I don't know. You tell me. What have you got on the books? But this year, to me, is a beautiful testament from a hardworking, committed, convicted travel advisor who just refuses to give up. Is that you? It's called grit. It's called tenacity. I, that's my new favorite word, to be tenacious. Are you steadfast in your belief that, that it's going to come back and you're going to be there? And, and remind you, friends, it's not going to come back to you by accident just because you're open for business. you got to be ready. you got to be open for business. And everything that you've been doing this year will determine if your value has appreciated and depreciated. Do you hear what I'm saying? So I, that's a perfect timing to launch the poll right now. Here we go. The poll's out there. Oh, hi, Buffy. Thanks for saying hi. I'm glad you're in the house. And by the way, as you're, as you're reading and responding to the poll, I encourage you in the audience, if you have a question, a challenge for me, your business coach, to address a, an opportunity, a comment, to share with somebody else, please type it in. I want to make sure I get to each and every one of you because if you wait too long as we reach the end of the hour, I'm not going to be able to get to it because things really heat up and pick up. So there you go. Um, I think the poll, yep, the poll is out there. 75% of you have voted. Come on, everybody. There, 81% have voted. So let me read the poll if you're listening in. Here's the poll. The question is, my primary form of client communications this year, this year, has been, and you've got to pick one of the following, emails to my entire database of people, emails to people individually, phone calls or voicemails, cards or letters, or a combination of all of the above. Now, as you're answering this question, and even if you're not here live taking this poll, which I'll read the results of, I didn't say uh, emails to my clients. Uh, I said emails to my entire database of people, emails to people individually. Uh, although I did put it client in the actual question, that was a mistake because everybody on your list, they're not all your clients. I hate to break the sad and bad news to you. Those of you may have heard me say this before, but just because they're in your database, on your list, perhaps in your Facebook group or an Instagram follower or whatever, doesn't mean they're your clients. Remember, there are four buckets. A client I define as somebody who is paid in full, hasn't traveled yet, paid in full. That's a client. After they travel, they become an unclient, you know, right? And before they become a client, before they pay in full, they're, they're a prospect. They're not a client yet. Maybe you have a deposit, but they haven't paid in full. They're still a prospect. And the fourth bucket, of course, everyone else, the shoppers. Even if you're in your database, they're either shoppers, prospects, clients, or unclients. So I'm going to read the results to everybody because we 94% of you have voted. Thank you very much. And the results are as follows. Hold on. I'm going to close the poll and I'm going to share the results. Da, 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 da. I like when I push the right buttons. 
my primary form of client communications this year, and I said this year for a reason, because you probably haven't had too many one-on-one -on -one meetings, poll results are here. A uh, combination of all of the above got 60%, and that's good. I like to hear that. Second, the second most popular answer, 20%, emails to my entire, my entire email database. And third place, emails to people individually, that was 13%. And phone calls or voicemails were 7%. Cards or letters, zero. I'll read it again, because I want to make a quick comment on that. A combination of all above 60%. Emails to my entire database people, 20%. Emails to people individually, 13%. Phone calls, voicemails, 7%. Cards or letters, zero. All right, friends, I, I'm, I'm glad that 60% of you are doing a combination of all of the above. I, I would encourage you to write more letters, to send more cards, to do more personalized forms of communication. About 20% of you said that, uh, that the majority of your communications have been sort of email blasts to everybody. That's wonderful, that's terrific. But hear me out. If you want, if you want your value as a travel advisor to appreciate when this crisis is over, the, 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 the winners, the winners, the, the, the owners who will have appreciated the value even more and get more than their fair share of business, okay, they will unlevel the playing field in your favor are those advisors, those owners who have had the most one-on-one -on -one individual communications. Now, I, I don't know, are you making a few phone calls every day Leave it a voicemail. That's okay. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, how you doing? This is your travel advisor, Karen. I'm just thinking about you. Man, I hope you and your family are well. Listen, if there's anything you want me to keep an eye on for you, let me know. Just know that you're on my mind and I'm grateful to know you. Oh, magical phone call. Write those same words in a little card, a little letter, right? You guys and gals, you hear me say this all the time. Write more. The, the generic emails are good and not the best. I think the, this is the year for the, the most private communications possible. And, and even if it's an email, a, a personalized email, where you're referencing an adverse, you're referencing people in the family, you're referencing your pride trip, you're, you're highlighting something to let them know, hey, I, I remember you, I, I like you a lot, in fact, I love you, and just touching base, not selling anything, friends, that's it. Just want you to know. All right, so Kyle, thank you, you typed in something, and uh, there you go, those those are the, the results of the poll, and I just want to encourage you to do more of the above. <laughs> Please, if you want your value to appreciate. So, uh, and, and Sharon M., I already shared that uplifting news about her success. Congratulations to you, Sharon. So, check this out. This is from Karen D. from South Lake Travel. And this was uh, two weeks ago. We had a power hour. We do this every other, every other week. After your class yesterday, I realized one of my biggest challenges and most frustrating is that I see the world through opportunity eyes. Let me read on. I see the world through, uh, oh no, I already read that. Number one, I receive a direct mail flyer from the Kimball Museum here in Dallas, which is having an Egypt, Egypt exhibit next month, and I see Amar Waterways, Egypt Cruise. Number two, I see the new wine company in town, which I mentioned, as she mentioned that on the call, and I see a potential wine cruise. Number three, I see a hospital. They're, they're building a new wing and they're looking for new funding. I see a fundraising cruise. I bet you that got Hans's attention. Number four, I see a museum of science here that is fairly new and I see a trip through the Galapagos. 
Number five, I drive by my country club here in town, and I know they don't offer their members any trips. She goes on to say, I'm so frustrated because I want to do all these potential trips, and I can't seem to take the first step because, A, I don't know who to call or write the letter to. I think what holds me back is that I assume that if I don't know the person or any of these places, or if I don't send them a, a knock your socks off letter, they won't respond. Help, Karen writes. So do you have opportunity eyes like Karen? I do. I do. And it's not easy when you have so many ideas swirling in your head, great ideas, friends. And then all of a sudden, you sort of get stuck in, in, the, in that whirlwind of ideas. And instead of giving one 100% of your effort, you give 100 1% of your effort. Does that make sense? Instead of giving one big idea 100%, you give 100 ideas 1%. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, professionals in the house, it, you, you, you gotta you gotta niche you gotta make a decision here and if you see a great idea that you know could be a possibility and it's not within your niche it's not within your love circle because it's perhaps the people you don't particularly care working with perhaps it's the the destinations or the just just the uh, the, the kind of group that you're not comfortable with well then call a colleague Share it with a friend, and they'll do the same for you, but it'll only work if you are clearly defined of who you are and what you do. Now, uh, was it uh, two weeks ago or a month? I don't even remember. On the Power Hour, we did a case study on several of your profiles, your profiles. And I'm telling you, I, I was shocked but not really surprised that so few of you sent me sent me copy and pasted your profiles perhaps i don't know were you not proud of it is it a work in progress still even after 10 years 15 20 30 years that's okay i love you i'm not judging you but if you haven't done it yet in the year 2020 now's the time to go back and refine define so when people read it they know who you are they know if they need you and karen these opportunity eyes are great. You're an entrepreneur. And we, we just can't do everything at the same time. So for me personally, I, I, I get you. I'm that guy, especially with an ADHD brain. It, it goes in a billion directions at the same time and concurrently. And we, we, we have to have a focus or else we go nowhere fast. So let me give you a super quick review here, because Karen, one one of uh, the way you ended that letter and listen, everybody is, um, and, and I know Karen that you have a focus, and and I know Karen that you've connected with Ryan, another boot camper, which is very exciting to me because you guys might have a collaborative a partnership in store to go after a particular niche of groups, and maybe that's where your heart is, but friends. If, if you fear you don't know who to talk to there, you don't have any connections there, well, maybe let, I'm going to read this quick review right now with you, and this will tell you if you should kick or stick. Kick or stick. So here we go. Number one, if you're a member. So one of six if you're a member. Karen, are you a member of any of those organizations? Friends, are you a make a list of, of all the organizations out there that you're a member of. If you're a member of it, then my guess is you have an affinity for it. You may want to not do a group or there may not be a group opportunity. Uh, you're just a member for whatever reason. But, but think about this. If you're a member of that museum, if you're a member of that club, then you're probably a member for good reason. There's that word affinity. You like what they do. You're a part of it because you enjoy that experience. You enjoy that people. And as a member, you probably have a list of who's on the board, who's on the committees. You have a foot in the door. If you're not a member, then it may not work for you because you're an outsider. A lot of organizations 
like keeping their business in the family. Number two, a customer. Now, I, I know lots of businesses have lots and lots of customers. You're just one of a bazillion customers. However, if they see that you have bought their product or services, maybe they'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say, sure, I'll listen to you. I'll open your email. Let's have a chat, that 15-minute conversation. Because you're a customer and you've been loyal to me. I'll be loyal to you. Sure, let's chat. Let's talk. Now, you may not have a list of names and people, Karen, to talk to there. But at least as a customer, you I would imagine you love their product. You love the services. And maybe you become friends with a customer service person or maybe an executive there. And, and you can get in that way, especially knowing how they work, what they sell, and you admire how they do their business. Remember, you can't make any of this about you. It has to be about them. You can't come in as a salesperson. You can't come in as a solicitor. Number three, as a referral. Now, this is the most fun way of all because it, it, I don't want to say it sets you up not for success, but it sets you up for a to get somebody's attention. And I did this here in Memphis when I moved to Memphis. I didn't know anybody in the business community. One person led to another, led to another, led to another. Before you know it, I was getting local business. And I'm part of several organizations here in Memphis because I dropped names. Now, I would never drop a name to get a door, you know, to get in the door unless that person gave me permission. So if I'm meeting with Jen, I would say, hey, Jen, is there anybody who, who, who should I talk to? What do you think? Or if she brings up a name, I'll say, Jen, is it all right if I reach out to Mr. or Mrs. Blah, blah, blah over here? And, and she'll say, sure. And sometimes that person, right, will actually say, uh, you, let me reach out to them first and tell them you're calling. And number four, a partner in passion. Those of you like Hans who are in the fundraising business using travel to help raise funds for charitable causes. If you're not a giver, if you're not a volunteer, if you're not on the committee, if you don't really aspire to the same uh, principles, the same passions of that organization, whether it's a hospital building a new wing or an organization, then I, I don't think you have a shot. So ask yourself those questions, Karen, and everybody, when you go through your list of ideas when your opportunity eyes light up number five are you a fan uh the, the this fan part of it is a little complicated because you know these celebrities whatever status they are uh probably get dozens of solicitation emails and phone calls and letters a day some of them have agents so there's a wall, there's a barrier of entry. However, what if you, friends, have written on that same topic? What if you have uh, recorded videos? What if you're sort of in the same game? Maybe you're not a celebrity status, but maybe they would have interest in your works, what you do. So they see there's a connection. There's a common thread. Maybe, just maybe, they'll let you in the door. And finally, number six, which I think is the simplest of all, a local business owner. And I've told you all for years, the number one way of sourcing new business is, is just looking in your own backyard. And when I say friends and family, I don't mean actually booking groups for your friends and family, because we all know how it goes with friends and family sometimes, right? They're sort of resistant, and that's a whole other conversation, which makes sense. They're resistant. To giving you the business, but I guarantee you, friends and family know other friends and family and people in workplaces who who need groups to solve their problems, right? Or certainly um, local businesses here for number six, meaning, hey, I own a local business, you own a local business, let's have coffee. I, I admire your store. I admire what you're doing here, and we could be neighbors. So there you go. I just want to remind you that. So I, I would hope that Karen and everybody who's got what Karen's got and I've got opportunity eyes, which is a good thing. That means you are a proactive thinker. That you go through this list 
And to hear it again, uh, the podcast right before my group juice, I go into a little more detail about all six. And I hope that helps. I hope that helps. All right. Let me check the boards here because after that, I want to go through Lisa's, Lisa's letter and talk about that and also take on Kyle's as well. Uh, Nancy posted here as well, which I'm going to read in a second. Um, so, uh, so Angela, just thank you, Angela, for being here, made a comment. Karen sounds like me. I get so overwhelmed that I do nothing. Hey, Karen, I mean, Angela, uh, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. I hear you loud and clear. Uh, and, and if I don't either the night before make a list of exactly what I want to get accomplished the next day or in the morning, I'm in big trouble because I'll sit there and I'll, I'll, I'll either freeze. I won't get started on anything or I'll jump from one to another, uh, one to another and again, get very little done. So I hear you. And that's why the niche is so important. And that's why I, uh, every year I sort of blow up my business plan and because I can, I work for me and, and I want to do more of the things I love to do and bring more joy into my life and make a living doing it too. And Nancy says, uh, holding a monthly virtual presentation. Now a series third. So it's a series third Tuesdays heading into 2021. Also sending personal Facebook messages and invites. Yes, Nancy, you told you shared this with us. Uh, uh, um, I don't remember which power hour. I'm very excited for you. You're, you're doing these monthly virtual presentations. See, look at that. Uh, you, you've developed a whole new skill set. I'm so impressed with that. How many of you have done at least one virtual presentation this year that maybe you, you would have never done otherwise? Let me know. Go ahead and type in. I'm curious. Have you done a virtual presentation? Whether or not you, you think you nailed it or not, uh, you know, I'm sure you did you did a great job. But have you done a virtual presentation that maybe you would have never tried before? That makes me happy. When we do new things, remember, it's not about stepping outside your comfort zone. It's about stepping inside a new one, stepping inside a new comfort zone. Buffy said, yes, I did a virtual vacation month. One a week for four weeks. That's awesome, Buffy. Fantastic. She did a virtual vacation month. One a week for four weeks. Super cool. Ryan's in the house. Hey, Ryan. I did it with my BDMs. So Ryan did it also using the help of BDMs, which I know Nancy is doing as well. Lori's in the house. I've hosted about five so far, including one last night. I have another one next week, and I'm already planning for Q1. Outstanding, Lori. Congratulations. Thank you for sharing. And you know, everyone you do, you learn from, you get better and better, right? I've done this, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how many years, uh, starting with Blog Talk Radio and, and so many uh, presentations. I always learn. I always go back and listen to my prior ones. How could I, how could I improve? How could I do a little bit better? All of us, even the best in the business, can always improve. And I'm so impressed and proud of you if you stepped into a new comfort zone this year under pressure. You did it. And you communicated. You showed your beautiful faces to your clients, unclients, shoppers, and prospects. It's terrific. Trinita, um, two. So Trinita has done two for a group that she has. Awesome, Trinita. I'm so happy for you. Marina said, my first one wasn't that successful, but I want to restart and continue with them. Yes. You know, I really think, friends, I, I believe people are forgiving. People are forgiving. All I can tell you, and you, you, you've heard me say this ad nauseum, is start on time, end on time. And if you could do in 30 minutes, what you were originally going to do in an hour, do it. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, that's Stuart. Hock up your power. Hour is an hour. Well, because I, I can't get done what we need to get done in, in 30 minutes. We do in an hour. But generally speaking, I'm all for the shorter the better. The shorter the better. 
And plus, power hour wouldn't work. I couldn't call it the power hour. It would have to be called a power half hour. That doesn't, it doesn't rhyme. It doesn't flow. Janita said, I need to do more aimed at a broader audience. Now, listen, everybody, broader audience and still focused. Broader and still focused. So, right, Trinity, you always want to stay within that niche, but but go, but in order to source new business, uh, you don't want to go so general and so broad because then the people are going to be like, Who, who's Trinita? Uh, what is she talking about? Uh, if you can find a community that you think may have people who need your help, go there. So I'll say that again, friends. I'm all about sourcing new business, meeting new people, and networking, expanding your horizons, your reach, getting more followers. Go, You go to those communities where you believe it's a community that may have people who need you, because not everyone's going to need you, right? Not everyone's going to need you. But if a few of them do, there you go. And they follow you and they're on your list. And that's, that's the push-pull marketing, which we've talked about before. Push marketing is when you push, push, push uh, to, to get people to follow you, right? You, you push your message. You advertise. Pull marketing is, is when you're, you're out there in the communities and you're, you're contributing. You're having conversations. You're showcasing your expertise without blatantly selling. And you're pulling people in. Okay, uh, let me go to, I want to go to Kyle because I, I uh, there it is. So Kyle, and, and then I promise we're going to go on to uh, Lisa. You're going to enjoy this one. Uh, and it has to do with packaging and, and price shoppers. It's a group that, that Lisa had lost and is coming back again. And, and it was potentially uh, a nightmare before for various and sundry reasons. So we're, we're going to try to make it un-nightmare. We're going to remove the nightmare options. We'll get to that in a second. So Kyle said, my new challenge is finding an email marketing system with segmentation and automation for travel that has all the functions to grow with and really good deliverability. So those of you who are listening right now, do you use an email marketing system with segmentation? and automation for travel. It has all the functions to grow and have really good deliverability. Kyle, I'm not that guy because I do it the old fashioned way. I happen to use Send in Blue and I don't do uh, a great, I, I do of course list segmentation, of course. However, uh, I don't do fun. Maybe you're talking about sort of funnels where segmentation, where if somebody responds to this, they're put on this list. If somebody doesn't respond, they stay on this list. So that it sort of manages it for you. And, you know, most smart businesses do that. I don't. I want you to. I'm putting it out there to see if anybody who's here right now, whether it's in a podcast studio in my office, hello, or listening, has that. And I can bring that to you. You can check it out. I hear you loud and clear. I think I think it's a uh, an ad admirable goal. Michael Brown said, what? Uh, what platforms are folks using for their virtual presentations? Oh, uh, go ahead, just type in what you're using, everybody. What platform? So right now, well, I, I have always used GoToWebinar. Go to meeting, go to webinar. Perhaps one day I will switch to Zoom. I'm comfortable using this technology and it, it works for me. So I wonder what you all are using out there. So we can we can tell Michael. And right now, so I see Lori says Zoom and go to webinar, Marina, Zoom, Ryan. Uses Zoom. Buffy says, is it Kajabi? Kajabi or Kajabi? One or the other. Kajabi or Kajabi. It's very good. I'm very bad at pronouncing words. It's very good, although I don't use it. It's very robust. Kyle uses Zoom. And Kyle said, thank you. You're very welcome. Very welcome. And Trinita said, yes, good point. I meant aimed at getting new business. Gotcha. It will be focused on specific groups I belong to or have a connection with. Trinita you're way ahead of me. And Trinita, and who else is here that's coming to the um, uh, our mastermind? I don't see, maybe I've missed you. 
but we're very, very excited that our mastermind is happening at the Grand at Moon Palace in March of 2021 because it was postponed twice this year. All right, I want to read this. Oh, Buffy added, and this is for you, Kyle, MailChimp has great segmentation if you tag your list. So, uh, Michael, Michael B., I hope that helped you. Uh, the, the the people who chimed in here, or somebody said Facebook Live. Another one, Trinita said Zoom. It was Linda who uses Zoom or Facebook Live. And uh, Hans is recommending to you, Kyle, if you've looked into Travel Joy. Have you looked into Travel Joy? I, well, I actually had the CEO uh, on, really nice guy, for one of our group sales success summits. And Lori M says, yes, I use MailChimp and tag people so I know how they come into my database and what their interests are. I have different workflows. Uh, MailChimp shows good deliverability, but not so sure. Uh, need to confirm since open rates are so-so. Okay, there you go. See, I, I get all that. I, I, I had used MailChimp for a long time. I exceeded my list and then suddenly the cost skyrocketed. So I find Sending Blue to be more cost-effective for my needs. All right, here we go. By the way, we have 18 minutes. If there's something on your mind, type it out. Let me hear it. If you want your microphone on, tell me, and I'll put it on. So here we go, everybody. Check this out. Tell me if you, we can help Lisa here. She's an independent travel advisor with Frosh, and she wants to uh, pick our brains a bit on a group for 2022, typically 175 to 200 people. This is the same group that I had for June 2020 that ended up being the group from, let's just say the group from Heck. This is a clean family show. When I upload this as a podcast, I have to designate it if it's explicit or clean. So it's clean. <laughs> the issue with keeping my fee, remember, I do remember, uh, Lisa. So friends, this was an issue where Lisa was was attempting to create a package and and building her fee in, and they were rejecting the fact that she wanted a package. They were rejecting uh, some, not all the moms, not all the people, but they were giving enormous pushback that that she would even think of charging a fee for her services. Go ahead, say it out loud. I know what you're all thinking. Go ahead. <laughs> No, listen, I know you all experience this at some point or another. And when it comes to individuals, I think it's a lot harder to charge a fee. But when it comes to groups, it should be simpler, not simple, but simpler because you build a package. So here, listen, everybody, I know you talk about packaging the group so they can't price shop. These people are all online all the time price shopping. Is that any different from most consumers? No. And I'm going to stand corrected, actually sit corrected, that I'm telling you, if you have a loyal customer, whether they are a client, meaning they're paid in full, haven't traveled, or an unclient who loves you and you love them, they're not going to shop. They trust you. They don't have time to waste. They don't want to take the risk shopping around, so they stick with you. That's why loyalty rules, friends. Loyalty rocks. When you give loyalty grid service, there's no reason. But this is a new client for Lisa. And apparently, most of these people in the group do, don't have, never had, a travel advisor they could trust. And Lisa wants to become that. So I, I swore I wouldn't do this group again, but the studio owners begged me to do it. I told everyone uh, that we, we will take a pre-cruise package. If they don't use it, that's their loss, not ours. It messes up my numbers for buses, of course. So he, he, here's the challenge. And, and frankly, everybody, you probably have these same challenges unless it's a super loyal client and, and or unclient or prospect, and they, they, they trust you. They know you. And the whole idea behind packaging is that you can make it more inclusive, build in your costs, especially, I hope, if you're escorting. And remember the whole purpose of packaging and how you come up with things that go in the package or things that reduce stress and risk, add convenience and value. 
and transform the experience from beginning to end. This is a seven-night Caribbean cruise on Royal. Listen, everybody, I need your input for Lisa. Uh, it's families, lots of different categories. So she's got a real mixed group here because uh, they, what do they have in common is that their kids or one of their kids is in a dance group. So th that's that's potentially all they have in common. Maybe they're in the same general age category, maybe not. Could be their youngest child, could be their oldest, oldest child. But at least we know what the affinity is. Lisa's going to accompany the group and has to add in her cost, of course, because you're not losing money on this, Lisa, and everyone listening, your job is not to lose money because you're providing a super critical service by being there. And, um, okay, so so she's asking what what types of things would add value? What types of things would add value? And And while you're thinking of what you would add, let me sort of, I, I want to hear your responses to this, but let me make sure you all understand that there's two ways of going about this process of determining what to add into the package. And by the way, you can you cannot present the package unless you have permission. So straight away, friends, let's back up for a second and realize that when you're in your qualifying stage and you're asking lots of questions and learning about the history and basically giving it my group viability test, which we've talked about a lot, which is critically important, and learning about this group, their needs, their likes, their dislikes, which is actually more important than their likes when you know what their dislikes are, okay? When you're, when, and that, that's when you say to them, I need your permission, please, write this down. I need your permission, please, to present a more inclusive package. Oh, what does that mean? Well, that means I'm going to present to you a price point that's higher per person. Well, why would I want to pay more? Actually, you're not paying more because when you give me permission to package, I can then negotiate on your behalf and I can build in all the things you're going to end up buying that could be more money, be sold out, be stressful when you get there in advance because this is what I do for my groups. So let's come back to how do you determine the two ways. Number one, of course, you consider as a travel professional, now we don't know what itinerary this is, of course, but what are the things, friends, you as the advisor would do for your family? If it was you going on this cruise, what would you want to pre-book, pre-arrange, and get done in advance that will add value, decrease stress, transform the experience? But then more important, it can't be all about you. It's got to be about them. So friends, you have to be a detective. You have to be a super qualifier and ask so many questions to understand, remember, what they don't like and what they like. And if they've done it before, what went wrong? What went right? What do they never want to have happen again? What do they wish could have happened last time? That's your job. And during that process, even if you have to go back again, float ideas. So what I'm hearing, everybody, is that it it was it was not ideal when you all couldn't do the same excursion together, and you had to wait on lines and rush to try to get that first one so you were all together. So what I'm hearing is you'd like to do that all together so we can. If that was done in advance, that would be a big relief, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I'm hearing is that uh, you want to have a special lunch at that restaurant on that island because you've been there many years before you love it and you want to share that and have the chef come out and, and and do a little show so that would be fun right okay uh, let me understand that that having that pre-package or that post-package would be fun because there's no rushing we'll have the luggage taken care of we can have a little cocktail party there on land before we set sail it gives people a time in case their flights are late blah 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 so you float these things you don't give specifics but float it Okay, it they have to add the value and convenience and reduce stress and risk. That's how you come up with it. And coming back up to number one, assess what you would do if it were you. 
So it's one thing that each and every one of you who's in the audience right now or listening to this podcast can come up with a list of 30 things or 40 or 50 that you could package in. It's altogether another if that prospect wants it. Do they want it? Do they need it? Do they desire it? Here, here's another point there about want. They may not know they want it because they may not know it exists as an option. Check that out. Friends, you're an advisor. You're the expert. They're coming to you because you're supposed to know more. You should know more than them and know what's available that they may have no idea that they go zip lining on this island. They may have no idea that they go horseback riding on this beach. I mean, whatever it is. You need to be a, a step ahead of the game here and showcase your expertise to keep your relevance and stay obsolete proof. How beautiful is that? When they look at you and go, what? I didn't, we didn't know. We could do, we could pre-book, we could pre-arrange. That's awesome. You rock, Buffy. You rock, Ryan, you rock. Laura, you rock. Marina, Trinita, Michael, Kyle. Lori, Linda, Hans. <laughs> I, I can't mention everybody's name, but hope you get. By the way, yes, hat, wearing hat. This is my Indiana Jones hat. Uh, let me see here. Um, well, let me go back for a second. Buffy says, I'm not clear why you need permission to package. Great question. Because, Buffy, you're, you're going to present a higher price point. And when you tell them it's going to be $2,300 per person and they've already shopped online and they know it's $1,900 a person online or other agencies, then they're going to be like, what? There's going to be shock. <laughs> the look of shock. And Buffy, they may not give you the time of day to explain yourself. They may not give you the time of day to explain yourself. They may have already checked out. Sayonara, see ya. You're $2,300. That's 19. I'm going over there. They won't give you a chance to say, but wait, my price includes this, this, and this. Now, stick with me here, Buffy and, and everybody. Listen up, pull up a chair. When it comes to presenting, when you're actually giving your pitch because you have sought permission to package. And, and, and by the way, let me just say, Buffy, that if they say no. So basically, you, you can say, so let me understand, you want the stripped down bare bones off the shelf product because uh, you, you, you're going to end up spending all this when you get there. And what I do, I don't I don't. Let my clients come back disappointed, right? Buffy, that's what you said. I don't let my, my clients come back disappointed or frustrated or spending more than they need to. So if, if, if I don't have permission to package and if you just want to strip down, you don't need me. Because you know what? You know what they're going to do, Buffy? They're going to shop you till they drop you. And, and they're going to find it. With an, with, it, with an advisor who's going to charge $1,899 and save the dollar from somebody else. They, they don't need you, Buffy. They don't need you. Even when you present and you could be 50% of the way in, if they get it a buck cheaper, they're going to go down the road. That's not what you do. That's not what a group expert does. Uh, it could be a waste of time because they could come back and chisel you down and, and want all your TCs. And by the way, the TCs are your secret. Nobody's business but yours. You don't owe it to them. You don't have to give it to them. You don't have to reveal how many you earn, when you earn it, what you're using it for. Unless they specifically ask or you know that the group leader or somebody needs it, you can say that as part of negotiating and building an incentive to earn it. So... You seek that permission first, Buffy, to know who you're dealing with. And so during, let me come back to this, during the pitch, I call it pitch perfect. When you're going to make the presentation, assuming you have permission to package, 
you're going to start off with the price point. Now, you're presenting this to the group leader to get them to hire you. Let me make sure that's clear. You're not presenting this to all the people, all the people who may go on the trip. This is just to get hired, okay? Look at me, make sure you're listening. You're going to start off with the price point. You're going to start off with the price first. Thank you all for giving me permission to package. Because, look, if, if you send them a PDF or if you're together, what's the first thing people look at? They go to the back page. They look at the price. You know that. You do it. I do it. So why hide it? Put it right here. Boom. $2,300 per person. Let them Let them see that. And then you move on. Let me tell you what I have included because you did the right thing. I was able to negotiate for you. And I'm going to show you all the ways that I'm going to reduce stress and risk. I'm going to add value and convenience and transform the whole experience. And let's take it day by day. Let's go through the itinerary day by day. And I'll show you what I built in to make it memorable because I don't let my clients miss a thing. Buffy, does that help? Does that make sense to everybody? Okay. Han said, are they going to be able to perform on the ship? Royal should allow them to do that if they want to. This might be a value add within limited cost. Yes, Han. So, Lisa, I, I know you're on top of this uh, because you got to get permission. You need to have rooms blocked off, so forth and so on. So, she, she goes on to say that um, I, I will add dancer fees to pay for the performance. So apparently there are dancer fees, okay, involved here. And I don't know if that's from Royal or or, or how, how that all works. I'm not exactly sure. But sounds like Lisa, and thank you, Hans, for that. She's, she is on top of this. And, and in fact, that's part of the negotiating process with the cruise line to make sure. Uh, is there a fee for me to use this room? Can we perform for the whole ship? Can we have a close performance? Uh, do we need a bodyguard at the door to prevent other people from coming in? Or are we going to charge a fee? Hey, you want to come in and see these people dance? It's 10 bucks, whatever. You know, there's a lot of logistics. I'm not familiar with that, but you bring up a very good point. Lisa said she's going to do a pre-night hotel and transfers. She's going to include her fees and costs. And she said, you know, anything else. So at the end of the day, uh, it's up to you. Oh, Buffy said, got it. Buffy said, perfect. Good. That makes me real happy to read that. At the end of the day, friends, I don't classify. I don't judge a group based on the size of the group, whether it's 100 people, 200 people, 1,000 people, or a dozen people. I, I judge a group based on, uh, so it's basically quality, the quality of the group. When I say quality, meaning are, are, is it something you want to do, you love to do to work with these people? Was it part of your wide-ranging opportunity eyes and you don't really love it, but you're going to do it because it's money? Or is it something that's in your love circle that you can't wait to wake up Monday morning and do? How's the quality of the people, people you want to work with? The group leader, did they sign that group agreement letter? eagerly willingly excitedly because they understand the value you bring to the table and you guys are going to hold each other accountable to make this success your mission statements are aligned quality are you comfortable with the markup with the inclusions and that you need to be there and they know you need to be there and you realize this will be no vacation for you you'll be working your tail off not only will you be there accompanying and have a little welcome table, information desk set up a certain amount of times, you'll make sure the rooms are set and get ready for the changes, right, Lisa? And all of you who do, who do cruise groups, believe me, I work for the cruise lines. I can tell you so often that you think you have that room blocked and it's not. So you gotta be prepared. So that's quality and, and I wish you Good success, Lisa. I wish you all good success. I'm just looking up. We are at time. Oh, my goodness. We are at time. I hope you enjoyed today. You're not dismissed yet. Hold on. I hope today you enjoyed our discussion points. Sometimes we don't know where we're going to go, but I hope it's it's fruitful for you. I hope you're motivated, inspired by the success story by Sharon and those of you and, and Karen and those of you who shared and cared to be here. 
and we'll see you on December 17th. If you are a guest, if you want to be a part of it, let me know. I'll, I'll send you a link. You can be in the audience. And uh, I, I, again, final note, I, tell me what you want to do in December 17th, friends, for the Group Sales Power Hour. I want to make it big. I want to make it memorable. Look, I want every show to be terrific, compelling, and inspiring. But who knows? I'm up for I'm up for anything to have some have some additional fun. Most importantly, be well, stay well, stay healthy, stay happy.